You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome to another edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen. I am Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike. And, uh, yeah. Um, 6 p.m. start today from the Buffalo Sabres against the Columbus Blue Jackets in Columbus. And they absolutely lay an egg 7-3. to three. was close in the beginning. And then, honestly, it was just a matter of time until, you know, they pulled away. There was zero desperation in Buffalo's game tonight. Um, once again, you know, you were kind of relying on one line to create all of your scoring chances. The, uh, top line of, uh, Tuck, uh, Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner, and it just wasn't working. Um, Columbus was able to try and focus on that line and, you know, kind of shut it down. There was a scrum in, you know, you know, in front of the net at the end of the second period that led to Buffalo's third goal. But I mean, the game was out of reach by then, honestly. I mean, I know it was only a two goal game with 20 minutes left, but I mean, there was, again, there was just no desperation in Buffalo's game. Uh, half the time it looked like they were skating, you know, with cement blocks on their feet, you know, just not engaging in certain battles uh, along the boards, behind the net, in front of the net. Defensively, they just looked like garbage. Kyle Ocposo said it best in the post game. It's just like, a lot of mental lapses and lack of attention to detail in their own end. And they just did not give Craig Anderson any help at all. And I felt for the guy um, too. I, I don't like to criticize a guy like Craig Anderson because re the reality of it is the guy is 41 years old and there wasn't much supposed to be expected of him on this team rather than just kind of being a guy that can be relied on to maybe start 30, 40 total games this year. I can't imagine Kevin Adams or Don Granado expecting him to be a full-time starter at his age. But, you know, um, he's played very, very well up until this point. And today, just – I'm not going to put any of the blame on, on Craig Anderson, but, you know, there are a couple of goals that I think he'd want back. Um, but the team didn't help him in front. It was, it was bad top to bottom and uh, just, you know – and another thing Kyle said in, in his post-game interview was, you know, you know, you can try and blame this on being the second game of a back-to-back, -back, but at the end of the day, every team in this league plays back-to-backs. Every team, you know, has to deal with this type of adversity. And, you know, they've played – they've won games uh, in a back-to-back -back situation, winning the second game of the back-to-back, -back, and he referred to a game against Minnesota where they did play well. So every team goes through this. There's absolutely no excuses for it. You got to come prepared. You got to show up ready to play. And they weren't, man. It's just, it, it was dreadful to watch. Um, you know, there were times in our own end, man, where we were losing so many puck, uh, loose puck battles. Um, 
just terrible passing out of our own end, trying to get, you know, zone entries were terrible, like just top to bottom. This was a bad game, a game I really want to forget and just, you know, really wish I didn't waste two and a half hours of my life watching because it was bad. It was really, really bad. And um, just to go over some of the scoring uh, here, uh, you know, Buffalo goals came from Mark Pissick again, his fourth game in two games, uh, Tage Thompson uh, after scoring a hat trick you know, the previous game against Colorado and then Kyle Ocposo scoring a goal. He didn't even know he scored. Uh, it was, uh, you know, came as a surprise, a, a rough scrum behind the net involving Peyton Krebs kind of sticking up for himself as he's kind of getting face washed, hit the back of the head. And then while all that's going on, the puck goes between JF Barube's legs. Let's not even forget. I even came like I didn't start this off. You lost to an AHL backup goaltender tonight. So even even if you have it going against you that you're that you're on the on the back end of a back to back, you played a, a guy who didn't even know he was starting pro- probably until hours before game time, a guy who has a I think it's like a three thirty seven goals against average in the AHL, I think it was like an eight ninety one save percentage in the AHL, he hasn't won a game in the NHL since two thousand seventeen two thousand eighteen, like this guy sucks. And I mean, you scored three goals, but that's not good enough some nights. And against an AHL backup with those kind of numbers, there's no excuse for it. There's just no excuse for it. I'm sorry. You got to play with more desperation. And we've seen this exact Sabres team play a couple times, uh, not a lot this season, but you see them kind of resurface from time to time where, you know, you, you just see them going through the motions. Doesn't seem like they're really in it. Uh, energy wise, you know, kind of just like they're trying to waiting for that final buzzer to go off. That's what like tonight kind of seemed like to me. Um, and there's this puck lock didn't work in their favor tonight either. Um, there was a shot there, uh, after we pulled the goalie, uh, Tage Thompson had a nice one-timer opportunity. Puck hits the fire pad, goes right to the front of that where you have both Kyle Postal and Casey Middlestat just sitting there waiting to tap in an empty net. And they can't get a piece. They neither. I mean, Casey got a piece of it and was finally able to cradle and take the shot. But at that point, JF Barube, and I'll give him credit. Barube played well, but you know, he was over there in time to make the save um, to get his first win in the NHL since 2018. Um, I uh, just, I want to forget about this game. It was, it was, it was bad. Uh, you gave up. I think it was looking at this, the numbers here. You gave up uh, 38 shots tonight, um, and you I know the shot attempts uh, were very close. I think it was 60 to 59 in favor of Columbus, but you uh, put 36 on Verube, and I'm sorry, against an AHL backup goaltender, you should be shooting from all angles and just literally, you. I mean, 36 isn't, isn't exactly like a low amount of shots, but you need more than that, man. You just need more than that, and uh, I just – when is this going to end? <laughs> when is this crap going to end, man? I just, I know this isn't the team that we're looking at for next season. Um, I know that, uh, you know, it's about individual development this year. And yeah, you, you've seen a lot of great individual individual development over the course of the season, but you know, you get leads and you give them up. Like today, for instance, Tage Thompson scores on an, a beautiful goal. His release is so deadly. It's near. It's got to near, be near the top of the league when you watch. When you watch it in slow motion, it's like it's so it's such a beautiful release, so deadly. And 
I, you know, I, I just, you give up another goal. I think Voracek scored the game tying goal almost immediately after. And that happened, that happened against Colorado too. Like you, you, you that's got to stop. That's got to stop. Like you, you, you have to start being able to protect leads. I, I, I don't know the exact number, but what, how many games have we lost this season where we had a lead at some point during the game? Or even a not even just a one goalie, a two goal lead. We've lost so many games like that. It's just getting to be an absolute joke. Um, and going into next season, these mistakes have to be fixed. Like I, I believe, I forget who it said who 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 said it most. Uh, who said it? But you know when you when when you're when you're coaching in the NHL, um, these guys are all good enough to be in the NHL. Like for the for the most part, they're good enough to be in the NHL. So you're not you. you you as a coach, you're not exactly teaching them how to play hockey. You're a motivator. You're a guy who motivates, pushes them to play hard and to go out there and work the system that you've implemented and just push them to play hard and play outside themselves, especially a team like this. And I'm not going to sit here and play plays blame on Granado, but a game like tonight, man, like where, what's going on? Like, why can't you get this team motivated to, to show up and play its full 60 minutes of hockey against against Colorado, where they played a very good game? You can't get that game in the garage. We can blame officiating all we want. We can blame you, you had two you you had a lead and you gave it up again tonight. Today you get, had a lead and you gave it up. The last time we played Columbus, we had a you know we had a lead a two goal lead and we gave it up. You know this has got to stop. Has to stop. You know. I don't know if that change comes in the form of maybe off-season acquisitions, trades, the deadline, you know, even though they're going to be sellers. And you just need you need legitimate NHL goaltending. I love Craig Anderson Day, but, man, like, you got to be better than that, 100%. <coughs> yeah, excuse me. <coughs> yeah, excuse me again. Um, but you have to be better than that. I'm sorry. It's like, we have below average – we have below NHL-level goaltending right now. As good as Craig Anderson has looked at times, like you need consistent NHL level goals. I mean, we have not had that all season. So with that being said, with the NHL trade deadline just a few weeks away, I really, really, really just look, hoping for some type of shakeup on this roster to really get things going and make this exciting to watch again. I'm not looking for any big team like acquisitions, like a Claude Giroux, you know, we, that's not what I'm talking about. Just shake things up a bit on this roster and, you know, get the – get these kids motivated uh, to play harder every single night and play full 60 minute games, because that was dreadful to watch on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon or evening, whatever it, that was, that was terrible to watch. You know, I would have rather watched Netflix. It, honest to God, that was bad. And to top it off the cherry on top, who gets his first goal as a Vegas goal tonight, Jack Eichel on a pretty pass from uh, Stevenson. From behind the net, sends it out to him front. I know before going live here, that's why it took me a minute to go live. Uh, the reports of Jack Eichel getting his second goal, uh, second goal too. But watching the replay, it was clear as day a shot from the from the half wall from Max Pacioretty. A terrible goal for him to let in. Um, went barred down on Reimer from very far away, and Jack Eichel was behind the net when the puck went in. So uh, that is not a Jack Eichel goal. I'm assuming that that'll be changed, but. Jack Eichel getting his first goal uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, really kind of the cherry on top of this shit Sunday. Uh, shit Sunday on a Sunday. So, you know, I just I might just mute the word Mike Eichel for the uh, rest of the night and just 
turn something on a movie. I, you know, maybe you want to throw some movie suggestions out there, but I, uh, I, I can't, you know, I don't want to throw this team for the rest of the night. I just, it's unbearable to watch uh, today and just not fun at all. Like it's fun to see Tage Thompson continue what he's doing. I enjoy watching uh, Alex Tuck play. I enjoy seeing some of the fire we saw from Peyton Krebs today, but overall that was just a really a big, a giant turd of a 60 minute performance from the Buffalo Sabres today. Uh, you, that old, that old uh, Sabres team from last year creeped its ugly head in there today. And you saw inconsistencies, mental lapses, a lot of puck watching, a lot of windshield wipers with sticks in the defensive zone, a lot of lo- lost puck battles, loose puck battles, you know, just getting beat outworked. Um, you know, the effort wasn't, all, I mean, I'm not going to say that their effort wasn't there, but you know, for a full 60 minutes, it wasn't. And that's why you lost today. It wasn't for the, because you were a worse team than the Columbus Blue Jackets, because I believe you are as good, if not better of a hockey team than them. But you certainly, certainly did not work as hard as the Columbus Blue Jackets today. So uh, next up on the Buffalo Sabres schedule, as I look here, they fall to 16, 28 and eight. Uh, after again, losing today to the, uh, to the Columbus Blue Jackets, as I'm looking here, they play next on Wednesday against the Montreal Canadians in Montreal. And then following Friday against the Blues in St. Louis, um, a little bit of a road trip here actually. And then against Dallas stars in Dallas, then they travel to, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if this is the Heritage Classic. I don't think it is. No, the Heritage Classic game, I believe, might be um, later on in March, but against Toronto. Um, in Toronto, and then you come back home against the Wild in early March on the 4th, also the release of the new Batman movie for you Batman nerds out there. Um, against Minnesota Wild, and then the Kings, the only reason I'm going on the schedule because the one game I have circled that everybody has circled on their schedules uh, after the Panthers, after they host the Panthers on March 7th will be the Vegas Golden Knights, the homecoming of Jack Eichel. So not looking forward to that at all, um, especially as it looks like he's starting to heat up. He's obviously going to be fired up for that game. That's an ESPN Plus game. Keep an eye out. We're going to have Bucci, John Buchacross. Uh, on two goalies, one Mike, uh, the day before. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be a fun episode. Mr. Sp- Mr. Spaghetti Parm, Chicken Parm himself. Uh, should be a fun episode of two goalies, one Mike. We got some comments in here. Uh, from Vanko's Burner's account. Not sure how much you can blame the goaltending when at the start of the year, the tandem was Anderson and Tarsi. Listen, I'm not blaming the goaltending for tonight. I mean, I am, I am, I'm not. But I mean, we all knew what we were getting into this this season with uh, with with, the, with this tandem. It was going to be rough. Um, you were going to have to deal with a forty-year-old Craig Anderson. I think he's now forty-one, and then of course an ECHL level goaltender and Dustin Sikarski. I think the original plan was to have uh, UPL be the guy uh, alongside Craig Anderson this year, and he didn't win it out of training camp. And obviously, he does get here. And then you get uh, him getting injured, another lower body injury for UPL, which is what scares me about him because for such a young goaltender, he's already dealt with a lot of uh, injury issues, hip issues, lower body issues. So I'm really worried about his longevity for the rest of his career. Another uh, from Nate, I'm sorry if I butcher these last names, Schnoski, uh, bad execution too. 
yes, terrible execution, especially in their own end. Um, they just looked like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off out there today. It was, it was, it was bad. It, it was bad. Um, movie suggestion, Big Lebowski. Love the movie. Uh, love the, love the suggestion. I've seen it so many times. Maybe I will. I uh, will see. Um, other, another, uh, comment here from Brian Crooks. Um, uh, who else is there to blame for the piss poor production on the ice? Um, I, I don't want to say coaching, but I'm going to say coaching, you know, you got to be ready to play from puck drop. You got to be able to execute the game plan. You got to be, be able to motivate your players. And they just didn't seem motivated out there today, especially after such a hard fought battle against Colorado, where honestly you deserve to win. And then you come in here and you lay an egg, you know, you should be pissed off the way, the way you lost against Colorado you should come into Columbus, uh, you know, a team that you're more ma- a better, which is a better matchup for you. And you should win this game and you didn't. So uh, that sucked uh, from uh, Paramount pictures. Amherst were not any better tonight, and I sprained my ankle. Walk, I'm assuming you meant walking to your seat. Uh, sorry, Matt, that sucks. Uh, 0 for 3, you know, Sabres, Amherst, and your foot. Sorry about that, bud. Uh, rough break. Tough break. Um, and uh, plan of the start teams. Yeah, must have been a, uh, an edit on your previous comment. Yeah, um, a lot of blame to go around for the way this season has gone. Um, Lack of goaltending easily tops the list here. Um, again, you started the season, I think, with the expectation of it being Anderson and UPL, which is rough to begin with because you're asking a kid that struggled at the AHL level, and the year, AHL level the year before to come in and be your 1B, uh, assuming that he would be the you know, the second, the, the 1B to Craig Anderson's 1A. And then you he loses the job in training camp to Dustin Tokarski, of all people, and Tukarski had a couple moments early in the season, but he's just been what he is. He's a, a, a fringe AHL goaltender. And, you know, you can't be the team, be a team that's in the midst of a rebuild and throw a guy like Dustin Tukarski out there and expect good results. You're not going to get good results. We saw, you know, you saw it um, against uh, Colorado. The guy, just, you, when you, when, he'll make a few saves when you don't need him to, when, when you don't expect him to but he just can never consistently make the routine saves, you know, and you need, that's what you need most out of your NHL level goaltending is to always make the routine saves. And that's, you know, what we haven't gotten this year consistently. So uh, another comment here is what happens to the energy the Sabres had yesterday afternoon? I I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't use back-to-backs as an excuse because every team plays back-to-backs. Maybe they went out the night before. I don't know. That doesn't seem like, likely with a team like this it seems much more you know committed to winning and wanting to win um but the effort level wasn't there the energy wasn't there they were just going through motions and watching the play as it went as, as it happened in front of them uh and around them uh, a lot of puck washing a lot of again windshield wipers with your sticks uh lack of physical play just it was bad um when will Krebs, Quinn, Samuelson, Fitzgerald go back down for the AHL playoffs I cannot predict that I think um, I would assume Krebs would have gone down by now. Honestly, I think they like what they have in him. I think he's performed well enough to stay up at the NHL up with the, with this club. So I don't know if Krebs does go back down. Um, Samuelson, um, he might be to stay too. Fitzgerald, I, I don't know, man. I, that's a that's a decision for uh, Kevin Adams and Don Granado. Personally, I, I I know Mike Harrington wrote the Buffalo News that he'd like to see uh, UPL brought up after this weekend just because to kind of bring more of a stability in net for Buffalo. 
but I don't agree with that. I, uh, I, I prefer to keep UPL in, in Rochester and give that team a very good chance to play in the playoffs, have a deep playoff run and have these kids get playoff games underneath their belt at the professional level, because it's going to go a long way in their development. hundred percent. Um, I believe when we had Andrew Peters on the show, he even said it himself, like that's going to go such a, a long way in their overall development and the future, the future success of this hockey team. So um, again, uh, tough loss, tough breaks for Buffalo tonight. Um, unfortunately they couldn't get it done. Uh, you know, again, and we don't see them again until this Wednesday, uh, I believe it's this Wednesday against the Montreal Canadians, a team that they have been beating. They should beat again. Hopefully they do. Um, and, uh, you know, we can get out of, you know, maybe string a few games here together again. After that, you have some touch, tough matchups against the stars, the blues, the maple Leafs. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't remember even playing the Maple Leafs this year. I don't know if we have or not. I don't think have we. Have we played? I, I I think we have. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. But I'm dreading that game because I talk a lot of shit about Toronto and I hate losing to Toronto. It, I hate it more than losing any other to any other team. So um, and then obviously that you just saw the release of the new Heritage Classic jerseys. Um, you know I I don't mind them. Um, I wish, you know, they would have been a little more of a change from the last winter classic Jersey, but you know, we'll see. Um, the Toronto Jersey was nice. It was clean. I don't mind it. So, um, that'll be a fun game to watch or go to. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what two goalies, Mike, two goalies, one Mike has up their sleeve. Maybe we'll make an appearance in Hamilton for that game. We'll see across the border, but until then, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. It's, uh, almost 10 o'clock here. Uh, going to wind down, watch a movie. Maybe I will watch the big Lebowski. Um, and you guys enjoy your night. And remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Uh, don't haste. Why waste your time? Go buy a case for Outlet Liquor. So um, I'll hang up and listen. You guys enjoy the rest of your night. And let's go, Buffalo. Hey, everybody. It's Dwayne from Two Goalies, one Mike here to remind you that we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So please make sure you subscribe, hit the notification button. So whenever we go live or drop an episode, you're the first ones to know. And of course, can you give us a five-star review? Really appreciate it. Helps us get noticed in the world of hockey podcasting. Does go a long way, and we really do appreciate it, and we appreciate you for listening. And while you're at it, please make sure you check out any of the podcasts with Trainwreck Sports Network and, of course, Dean Blundell's Podcasting Network. Guys have a ton of great content, great podcasts uh, for you to listen to, no matter what like your forte is, what sport it is, or just you know music. You know, I know they have a ton of different stuff on all of their platforms. So make sure you check that out. And thank you for listening. And you guys have a great day. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hi. 
I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favourite podcast app.